really has to do with where to position index universal life. We're going to talk about the buffer account here today. Now, the buffer account, we're going to go through a little bit of a case example on why a buffer account can assist you with just about any goals your clients have. But I think the other part is talking about diversification, safety, consistency, tax-free supplemental cash flow, right? It's more than just an income stream. And if you're not setting the stage to really bring Index Universal Life into the conversation, I promise you over this next year, over this past year, these conversations are what your clients want. And if you're not having it, someone else will. You will lose to someone else and probably someone who does not have the same education if you're working with Peak to do the best thing for your client. So process, I'll show you this right now, right? This is my buffer account model scenario. 60-year-old male, standard non-tobacco, $2 million in a qualified account. I am oversimplifying their portfolio to say that this client who's 60 years old only has $2 million in an IRA. That's it. But what we're going to do here is we're going to transition 30% of that into an IUL over a three-year period, maintaining non-MEC status. And we're going to, instead of showing income every single year, target a 4% income stream off of the two assets while stress testing with 2001 through 2018 sequence of returns. So see that if I needed to net $80,000, which is 4% of my 2 million, but I had taxes at 30%, I'm going to reference this number here on my withdrawal side. I would need 114286 to net my $80,000 cash flow after tax. Now, here's the easiest way to look at this. This gray line in the middle is separating our qualified plan on the right from our IUL on the left. Now, most of you, when you've been on webinars like this, it's all about, oh, well, how do they stack up against each other? The buffer account is more about talking about comprehensive planning. How do they work with each other? And remember, I'm oversimplifying this. No one out there just has $2 million in a qualified plan, and that's all their assets. I'm trying to make this thing simple to understand the concept. So here, in the qualified plan, again, on the right side of my gray line, I'm taking out $200,000 a year. And as you can see, my S&P 2001 through 2018 in the qualified plan has market exposure. So as I pull out those withdrawals, they're going to generate taxable events due the following year. Now, when I do this, I'm going to simultaneously be funding my index universal life policy. Now, on the left-hand side of that gray line, the IUL, the index negates the loss and has a zero floor. It is still the S&P 500 as far as the index annual point-to-point -point stress testing from 2001 to 2018. Now, why do I choose this? 2001 through 2018 has six down years in an 18-year period. And when I repeat it, you can see it's 77, 78, 79. There's three down years in a row. I apologize, but let me come back to this. 200000 a year withdrawals, three years going into the IUL over that three-year period. We are able to leverage that policy to be able to pull out some loans, participating loans, to assist with either paying or reimbursing for the taxes on that $200,000 withdrawal. You can look at this like a Roth conversion alternative, but the key is understanding too, when I look at these numbers, I need to understand this is control. I do not have to do it this way. I could net out 140, 
I could put in 200 and pay taxes from another asset. It doesn't matter. What does matter is what I'm doing with this cash flow. So this is going to portray a concept in which when you can see here in 2007, we had a return in the S&P, we pulled money out of our qualified plan right here. 114286 to net my $80,000. Well, when I did this, what's one of those golden rules we learn about when there's exposure to risk, try to avoid withdrawals on top of down years? So the next year when there's a big loss, well, instead of having to take withdrawals on top of that loss, I'm going to come over to my IUL, which witnessed a zero, and pull the $80,000 of tax-free income out that year. I do this and I show the client they have more control to decide when and where they want to pull money out. And even if I were to deplete the qualified plan, which is 100% exposure to the S&P 500, it's 60 years old, which is not exactly the brightest move in the world, I would still have a tax-free asset that I could draw from during my retirement years, given my sequence of returns, being stress-tested, and really positioning this. Now, I want to point out something else, because if any of you are doing assets under management, if you're working with clients who have other advisors who are managing assets, nobody is going to have 100% exposure to the S&P 500 at 60 years old and maintain that until they're 100. Well, my point is, I could have more money over here. I could even have more money in my IUL tax-free cash balance. But the key to this is that, would your clients be upset if they had more money? Probably not. I'm not here to promise pie in the sky. I'm here to show realistic worst case scenarios and the fact that you have control over a tax-free asset to decide when and where you wanna withdraw or have tax-free cash flow. Ladies and gentlemen, when you're talking about this, the real question is, well, what can you do with a tax-free bucket of cash? Hopefully, I'll just said it yourselves. Anything you want. So do I have to take tax-free cash flow to account for income? No. Could I take tax-free cash flow to account for rising taxes on all my other taxable assets? Yes. Could I take tax-free cash flow to pay for long-term care needs in the future without having two to six ADLs? Absolutely. How about a vacation? I think you get what I'm saying here, but tax-free is a lot more efficient from a cash flow standpoint than taxable with exposure to loss. We can never have all of our assets in one tax-free asset class. That's the other thing. Comprehensive planning is how these assets work together, right? Not just that I'm going to pin my qualified plan to be all my income for the rest of my life, and then I'm going to have another asset that's going to cover something else. No. Comprehensive planning is how these things work together, and that's what this is showing. And for anyone else out there kind of wondering, which is fair, when I get into the what-if scenario on the other side of this, well, what if I didn't do it? Well, if I didn't do it, I start with my $2 million. I still need to net $80,000 of income, same sequence of returns. I'm out of money at 85 years old. Relatively big difference compared to this one where I'm still holding a million dollars worth of tax-free death benefit, and I've created a 4% tax-free income stream even after being out of money on the qualified side. So this is part of a conversation your clients are looking for, and this is where we start. Now, every case is different. And I'll throw out a couple of things here to remind you, it's all about structure. If you guys are looking for just debt benefit, it's a different model than looking for cash accumulation. And if you are not sure or you really, you know, shotgun approach, trying to show them everything under one roof, it will never come out well. 
right? We need to understand that structure is going to dictate how we get to our end goals. If you want cash accumulation, it's a different model than it is for a guaranteed death benefit. But this is part of the educational process, and there are simple ways to explain this to clients. So every case is different, and we want to be part of your team to make sure you can have the highest probability of success, make sure that your clients understand exactly what they're buying, and that you're setting the expectations on what control really means inside of this product. So there's more. We do have a back office to assist with financial and physical underwriting. We do a lot of work in this industry, and we really do consider ourselves a white glove process. That means you're getting the highest level of expertise in every area that you would like to work in. There's life insurance, annuities, underwriting. This is what we do day in, day out. And you need to have a reliable team, not only for IULs, but for the underwriting communication and the directions and development on the cases you have right now.